Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The subject line, TFFT. Evening, guys. Thank fuck for that. I guess that's Ticket is punched to the NFC Championship game in Seattle. Yay, go team, right, guys? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> so this is Matt, and uh, we got Ty over there. Yep. And we got Mark in a box over there. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty was at the game, so if you could, using your words, could you draw like a, a word picture for us of the uh, of the scene? Uh, today, um, <laughs> a word picture. A picture using words. Um, there was a lot. I mean, it was a it was a typical Packer playoff game. The place was loud for a lot of the game. Um, I was surprised at how many Dallas fans there were. Yeah. So I just say shame on those season ticket holders who sell their tickets to Dallas people. Yeah. But I get it. But at the same point, it's like. Whatever you know, it's you know they got the whole get loud Lambo thing going on now, and uh, it was a lot. Like it was, we got in there probably about fifty minutes before the game started, and uh, it was a lot of Dallas fans. There were two in front of us, and they weren't happy at the end of the game. But I'm sure that uh, the Dallas fans probably like early in the game before the or before the game starts, it's probably a higher proportion of Dallas fans because those folks like they come in early and came in early and yeah but it was still I mean like compared to other games other than like a Bears game or like a Vikings game because they're close or even Detroit um it, it felt like that but it felt like there were even more than, than one of those games it didn't really sound like it on TV it no it like was it. I mean especially in the fourth quarter it it got loud and it was crazy in there mm-hmm. you know it was it was it was like nothing was wrong with Rodgers. It was it was it was just it was awesome. It was really awesome. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's weird you say that because on TV it didn't seem like Dallas was well represented at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was. It was. It's. It just seemed that way. I guess compared to other games. Um, Maybe but, Dallas fans just make you so angry that they leave a larger impression in your memory. I after today I dislike Dallas more than I dislike the Bears. Why? And that may well and it may just be because the Bears are so fucking terrible. <laughs> but I just it like they're the the fans were all right, you know, and stuff, but I just I don't I don't like, I, maybe it's back from the 
you know, five days when we go play them in the playoffs all the time, and there was just a rivalry there, it seemed. And then there's that America's team bullshit that pisses me off. Yeah, and an owner that's unlikable. I have the greatest picture I saw today that I'll I'll, I'll have to put on the Facebook page and stuff and the website uh, of the reaction of the people in Jerry Jones's box, which included Governor Chris Christie, when they overturned that penalty or that call, that catch. They didn't show – I was really surprised. They didn't show uh, that box at all on TV. Which it was very it, surprised it, by that. It, yeah, it looks like Chris Christie's kind of on the far end of the pick, on the right end of the picture, and it looks like he may be having a heart attack. Oh, it's that'd be a shock, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It, it finally happened. Yeah. So. And then, and then Charlie Sheen was there as well. Yeah, I saw that picture you sent. Out. And he was sitting. He was sitting. Because uh, I saw it tweeted early in the like before the game started. I saw somebody tweet a picture of them with Charlie Sheen, and he was sitting front row outside. And see it's right behind the Packers bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what, they, whatever player uh, got him those seats should probably be drug tested. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see headlines tomorrow of Charlie Sheen hanging out at the Oval Office strip club in Green Bay. Because I just I feel like that that has to happen. Yeah, it has, it's just, no, he's hanging out in his private jet right now. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Oh, that's good. And then there was there was a guy on the sidelines that I thought was Henry Winkler, but he probably wasn't Henry Winkler. Well, they brought the thing I watched it they, during Roll at the Barrel. They showed, you know, they show people in the crowd and everything. And they showed Charlie Sheen, and they had brought him down a little staircase onto the field mm-hmm. behind the Packers bench. And he points at his stocking hat and it said Packers in the front of it, and he gave a big thumbs up. And then he mouthed the word Dallas Cowboys and did like a slashing thing on his throat. And the place went, you know, crazy and everything. And then I watched because you could see him from where our seats were. And he just, like, they just had him come down and just hang out on the sideline for the end of the game. And he was just hanging out. <laughs> so it could have been Henry Winkler, which, That's you know, nice to... The Fonz should have just carte blanche at the Lambeau Field, I think. Yeah, one would think. The coolest guy in Milwaukee. Right. Um, hey. 60 years ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, um, I guess we should talk about what, for whatever reason, everyone wants to talk about, and it's driving me nuts, is the stupid Des Bryant um, no. non-reception. And what? what bugs me about this so much is that, like, if, if, if your problem is only that it's a dumb rule, then okay. But it's a rule, and everybody knows it. Like, I saw interviews afterwards with Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, and Jordy Nelson was like, yeah, you have to complete the catch through the process of hitting the ground. Like, everyone, like... As soon as I saw it, I knew it was going to be an incompletion. Like, that's so his job right. as, a, as a professional football receiver to be f- familiar with the rules. And Des Bryant afterwards is acting all surprised. And, uh, you know, the other Dallas Cowboys um, treated it with different levels of disdain. But uh, it's like you can't be surprised. That's the rule. And even if it wasn't, like, say they get it and they score on the next, on the next thing, you're giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, who's been red hot, with like three minutes left in the four minutes left in the ball game. So, well, when you think about it, they drove all the way down there and then kneeled on the ball. So, what would they have done if they had to get more points? Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, with a minute and whatever left in the game. Yeah, I mean, even just trying to work, run out the clock, they practically went the length of the field. Right, and it was yeah. you know, it's it's it. Yeah, I agree with the the. It's rules suck sometimes. But the rules, 
and they reviewed it and he didn't follow the rule. So him whining about it was a catch and it should have been a catch. Well, maybe, but it wasn't according to the rules. So suck it up and deal. Yeah. You know, and you should just know that. So yeah. And get off the field when you're, I think what's disappointing about it is that it overshadows an incredible fourth quarter comeback by our offense and a good defensive effort in the fourth quarter too. If that if that fourth quarter and everything else that he's done this season doesn't get Rodgers the MVP, I'd be I I I will I lose my mind. It was for a while there it was um, it was so bad in the first half because oh. like he tried our first touchdown he's like oh hey I'm just gonna run it right in there and then the yeah. calf said nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he, he chucked it and it looked a lot like the play that where he had to leave the game last week or two weeks ago um, but our play calling was just so um, boring. It was just, everything was out of the pistol formation, handoff, 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 occasionally try like a a, a little pass. It was like McCarthy was sort of handling him with kid gloves. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed like he was handling himself with kid gloves too. I I think he was afraid to re-injure himself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had the same feeling. First, tail of two half, tail two games. One at first half, it's like a. Um, he, he was t- uh, he was he didn't look like he was confident in his leg, and it showed. And in the first half, I'm thinking, okay, Dom Capers is going to lose his job, and we might as well put in Matt Flynn to overthrow everybody by eight yards, <laughs> or hand it off to Eddie Lacy. You know, uh, is what I was thinking. A, to do a proper handoff. Yeah. Bring in Matt Flynn <laughs> to do like the under center handoff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I felt in the first half until Dallas missed the field goal. And then that gave us life. And then we got the field goal, which was really a six point swing. And, and then, yeah, you know, Rodgers was on fire for the second half. I mean, he just gutted it out. And it, it seemed to me like he I don't know what was said in, in the locker room, but it seemed to me it was like, Okay, it's all or nothing. You know, if I get injured again, fine. But yeah. we're going to win this game with me trying and going balls and out. I think they clearly made a change in the play calling and got a little bit more um, yeah. aggressive. Yeah, um, I don't think Lacey touched the ball until the last drive. Yeah. <laughs> in the second half. Well, that's what happened in the Patriots game uh, yesterday. They just, it was the game was closer. The Ravens were up, and then all of a sudden the Patriots threw it 19 plays in a row. They're just like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, shit, we have Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, and, <laughs> and it was weird. S- small little white guys. It seemed weird at the game, and I don't, like, because we don't know stuff that people know watching at home, but Lacey wasn't playing a lot, or they'd take him out for stuff, and I don't know why. Like, we didn't know in the stands why that was. He had some, uh, he gets asthma in cold weather. Oh. Is what I heard. And huh. so he was suffering from a little bit of that, and so... And then they didn't have a lot of Starks either. But like I said, like in the first half, they were just running those draw plays that are yeah. like slow developing. Um, from the easy, gun, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's all you, ha- all you can do from the gun is kind of run a draw, I guess. And um, they're just slow developing and easy for the defense to see coming. And uh, it was just like, oh, ugh. You know, I mean, they worked on the first drive, but uh, it was disappointing. And thank God things got turned around in the second half. But he definitely decided that he was going to push it on the ankle and see how mobile he could really be. Either that or, like, before the game, you must take your pain injection, like, before warm-ups. 
then you have warm-ups, and then you have the national anthem and introductions and blah, blah, blah. Then you go out there, and so the thing's worn off. Then you get another injection at halftime, but you just go out and play. So maybe. Yeah. Well, and they were saying, too, they had uh, Adams on the post game. Mm-hmm. I was driving home, and they, he said they asked him about Rodgers, and he goes, you know, and Larry McCarron said it, too. is like just at that point, it could be, too, that it was just uh, – uh, uh, adre- adrenaline or whatever yeah. it might be, you know, just coming out and we're like, all right, we're going to do this. And like you said, leave it on the field because if you lose, it doesn't matter. It's a long, long way. You, know, you got a whole lot of time to recover if you don't, you know, like that's that's the thing. It's just just get out there and do it because you got no other choice. Yeah. So yeah, in the second half, I think they, I mean, you, Mark, you, you texted me you're worried about the defense, but I mean, this, this offense, the Cowboy offense is a good offense and they were running the ball uh, to an extent where um, the play action was working, and they're doing the things that made them a good offense during the year. So I thought our defense did all right considering those things. I thought they did us a favor by not continuing to pound it to DeMarco Murray. You know, that, well, that's every team this year. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in the first half, the reason I felt that is because our defense does really well when they're opportunistic and they create turnovers and we have a huge lead, then they're great, you know, mm-hmm. but against a team like the Cowboys, I just, I saw that game going way in the wrong direction. Peppers came up with some big plays though. Uh, that he looked one good. Play saved a touchdown. Yeah. That we're yeah. crazy. That was huge. Huge. Yeah. And that, yeah. we got the ball off of that. Who knows how things would have gone if, if he wouldn't have made that play, but it's, it's interesting. I still see people like referring to, you know, like keys to the game, and they put Matthews up there. But Peppers has clearly been the better player this year, I think, or the more huge, yeah, player. He's made those big plays that we needed. You know, yeah, yeah. Julius Peppers was, you know, who you hired him to be today. That was great. Um, but I was just, you know, overreacting like I always do um, <laughs> about <laughs> about the defense. I mean, if you talk to me during a Packer game, you probably think that the Packers are trotting out like high schoolers. <laughs> were, you the get... one that, were you the one that sent the text that said, Dom, don't let the door hit you on the way out? It, yeah, I don't really think he should lose his job, but it is kind of frustrating. Our defense, like I said, they're just not set up to beat a team like Dallas. If they would have been persistent enough to just hand it to Murray and play action to Des Bryant more than, you know, a couple times today, I think we lose this game. Um, but we didn't, and Rodgers was hot. I think Rodgers really won it for us. There was some – God, that throw to Rodgers, um, yeah, the tight was, end. If, oh, my God. That was one of the most unbelievable throws in the, the end zone cam view of that. It's online. You can find it if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. That's that's one of the top five throws he's ever made. And he goes right – and he went right into, like, the belt move, which was so sweet. Yeah, yeah. That they was awesome. The press conference, they're like um, – how did you feel about that really narrow window on the touchdown throw to Rogers? And he goes, well, it didn't look narrow when I threw it, <laughs> <laughs> but it got a lot more narrow as the ball, you know, approached its target. Oh, that was so great. And a rookie, you know, yeah. on the receiving end, he was huge. Devonte Adams. Devontae he, Adams. Oh. Yeah. He had a big game Jim, in the UK. Uh, yeah. You know, my boy Devontae's coming around. Uh, he, he had a couple of plays. I think it might have even been the touchdown where he caught the ball and then he kind of like 
Deion Sanders slow stepped it before Jukin. I was just gonna say that on his touchdown run, oh. he like got it and turned and just looked at the guy, and it's like it was like basketball, and then just <laughs> off he went. Yeah, that was that was a phenomenal play. It was mm-hmm. super fun to watch, and that he Devontae is a really great interview. Actually, Ty, I was listening to the, the, the local post game too, and yeah. and they had Devontae on. He's he's a good kid. I like what they said too about you're not a rookie anymore because after today you made it big time. Because he had a huge game. Well, after 17 games, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, what more do you want from a guy? And he and he, and he made you know he made that point too. Where Rogers was just has had a lot of faith in him. Mm-hmm. He told him before that play, he's just like, "It's coming to you," you know. Yeah. Jordy Nelson only had two catches for 22 yards. They locked him up pretty good. Yeah, and uh, um, but Randall Cobb had a huge game, eight catches mm-hmm. for 116, and Devonte. So. Um, uh, that's what they do, and that's what they're going to do next week too. Like, remember after week one, they're like, "Ooh, they're scared of Richard Sherman," but uh, they're just going to throw the ball to the best matchup, and yeah. the best matchup probably isn't going to be Richard Sherman. Although after watching that Seahawks game last night, it doesn't look like there's going to be any good matchups anywhere right. in the defensive backfield. No, um, I I fear for Rodgers next week because they're fast and they can get to the quarterback. So yeah, um, yeah, our. Uh, our, our offensive line is better than pe- people give them credit for. So. Well, they have so many weapons. They have so many options to use if they choose to use them too. You know, they got all these young guys too that are you know that that can make plays. You know, besides like Jordy or whatever. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of choices. And we still got Eddie, so Eddie can. Right. Eddie and Starks can run the ball. Um, that'll obviously make things a whole lot easier. Um, yeah, Eddie over 101 yards. Rodgers ends up with 316 yards and three TDs after that horrible first half. Um, DeMarco Murray had 123 yards and a touchdown. So he had 25 carries, so it's not like they were um, – I mean, they were riding him pretty good. Yeah, if you would have told me before the game DeMarco does the ball 25 times and has 123 yards, I think, well, good season, guys. You know, but you know, no, that was a heck of a win. I I, caught, I predicted twenty three twenty one. It was twenty six twenty one. That was God. That was a stressful game. <laughs> yeah. I was stressful like last night. Like I stayed up late because I didn't want to go to bed because I was nervous about the game. Yeah. And then when I woke up, I like then yeah then you have like like I slept in um, as much as you can with two kids and. Uh, I just let my wife take care of it, and I tried to stay in bed as long as possible so I didn't have, like, awkward <laughs> two hours of waiting for the game to start. Pacing. Like, oh, I didn't hear you get up. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <I> think, cool. <laughs> Thankfully, our kids are a little older, so you can just kind of say, go play. Or, like, here's a crayon. Although, oh, never mind. My, my older one is a lunatic, though, so she likes to sneak into our bathroom and make potions. So half the time I pick up my drinking glass that I have next to my sink and it'll be filled with, or had recently been filled with like shampoo or hand lotion or something like that. And then I, and then that taste is in your mouth for ever, like it's uh, a day or so. And I'm like, Elena, really easy. Don't go in our bathroom anymore. And like, I'm sitting here waiting for you guys for this podcast in my, in my bedroom. And she runs in and goes right past me into the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, honey, what are you, what you doing there? <laughs> Potions, Matt. Potions. 
<laughs> I'm a fairy princess queen. Oh, mommy's a real queen. But when she's gone, I'll be the real queen. That's what she said to me yesterday. Wow. Oh, when uh, she's gone. <laughs> you, what what some, kind of potions are you making? Some palace <laughs> intrigue here. Um, <laughs> but I, speaking of children, I took I, I took my son to the game today for his first playoff game ever today. That's great. That's so awesome, and, dude. He, and he and they won. So I said you got to go to more of them because you're a good luck charm because. Yeah, I haven't done it. Yeah, <laughs> last I can't game. go to playoff games with Ty. I invited Mark, like I do for pretty much every game, and he said no. Yeah, well, he's. Uh, I, I did it out of a uh, out of responsibility. <laughs> Our record is terrible in the playoffs, dude. Yeah. I have. Um, it is. Uh, you, you and I, Mark, have a good record. I was going to say, Matt, if if the Panthers would have pulled it out yesterday. We would have had to fly you back for the NFC Championship game, and we would have had to go. Yeah. Sorry, Ty, but that's just the way that that would have gone down. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They're they overmatched. Um, uh, oh, now I lost my my train of thought. Yeah, so here's what happened with me. I have a whole, I have the wardrobe that I wear uh, every game day, and it gets tweaked each year based on you know when we li- when we win when we lose, and so it, it consists of. Right now, it consists of uh, my my the slippers, the right pair, the same pair of underwear, shorts, um, my jersey, and then the t-shirt under the jersey, and then this, and then a hat. So like I have to have all those things on, right? Um, I got up this morning and the shirt I wear under my uh, jersey was dirty, and uh, which I wasn't prepared for. So I had to do laundry really quick, and I wasn't able to have it until the second half. So Dude. That, explains, uh, that explains pretty much everything. See, I got I, I don't normally drink when I go to the games, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went down to go to the bathroom just after halftime. And I was like, screw it. And I bought a beer and a bag of peanuts. And things turned around. So I figured that the beer might have helped might, as well. That might play a role. We, we, are, that, we, are, we are thinking along the same lines. We have a, that's a small sample size there for you. So I'm not willing to believe it. But my clothes obviously play <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll make sure to to be prepared uh, next yeah. week. It's the early game. Mm. Still got to wait till three thirty though. Okay, so now here another topic of discussion, which is uh, is or is not or was or was not uh, Jerry Jones paying off the officials for these playoffs. Good lord, Cause dude! It is. It's really hard to see a hold from the sideline cam when you're just watching on TV. And there were three or four or five where it was a blatant hold by the Cowboys and there's no flag. And then there was all this, there was nothing, and there are no uh, pass interference penalties called in favor of the, the Packers um, or against the Cowboys. And they were grabbing and pushing and doing all sorts of yeah. crazy stuff. Um, there was a lot of booing, a lot of booing in the stadium well because deserved. of those missed calls. And now, and it's what's crazy now is like all these Dallas idiots are like, "Oh, the referees screwed us." It's like you have to be blind. Like it was completely the other way around, and, and your right. thing was just you don't understand the rule. Well, and last week they were saying their defense was one one you know referee call doesn't change make a game. But now this week they're saying, "Well, that one cha- call you know, <laughs> in the game." It's like, isn't that funny? Fucking yeah. idiots, you know. And like it, when seventy nine thousand people in the stadium all go. 
dude. You know, that was a holding call, and no, they don't fucking call it. It's mm-hmm. maddening. You know what I, I learned in the post, uh, uh, in, the, in the press conference afterwards from Rodgers, and this kind of blew my mind a little, that last play uh, to Cobb, mm. where at first I thought he was it was a blatant P.I. against Cobb, but then our, the ball was tipped, so it was just maybe a defensive hold, because Skandrick right. was pretty much tackling him, and Cobb just threw him off and caught it. Um, Rodgers threw that ball to um, Boykins, who isn't even in the picture. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, he, he, like I, I've watched a couple of replays, and I can't even find where he is on the field. But in his, in his press conference, he's like, yeah, I threw that, threw that one to Boykins, and uh, just happy Cobb came up with a catch. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Wow. So that wow. was a... a Fortunate turn of events for us, right there. Kind well, how about Sam? How about Sam Shields, though? Too. That was a heck of a play. I wish people would just say like, Des Bryant and Sam Shields both made great plays at that ball, and yeah, it didn't. It didn't. That's know. the way it should out. Des Bryant made an amazing play, mm-hmm. but if he wants to catch the ball, he has to not let go with it. Let go with both hands after it hits the ground. It's that. Well, simple. I think I think the definition of catching is holding on to it. With both hands, so yeah, he'd want to hold. He'd want to catch that. It's a tough luck call. It, it really is because it looked like a catch, but you know that's not the rule. And I, I kind of feel for the Cowboys fans. Not really. I understand kind of what they're going through, but but it is just one call, and we would have gotten the ball back. Yeah, I know, and yeah. So it's like um, the one good argument I heard was from Jason, <clears throat> was from Jason Garrett. Um, I guess maybe because he's a Princeton guy or whatever. But he argued that um, you don't necessarily need to keep it um, all the way through the ground if you demonstrate a, a, a move related to football or whatever, and that yep. the reaching for the end zone was something that Des Bryant does all the time and it was a move related to football. And yeah. then they interviewed the uh, the president of officials or whatever his name is, whatever his title is, and he's <laughs> like, yeah, we considered that, but we didn't. We thought that that was just an act of going to the ground and not necessarily reaching. He was still completing the catch. So he made a decent argument that he was doing a football move by reaching yeah. with one arm. But what he should have done is just held on to it. Pulled on, yeah, pulled it in and taken, taken it at the one yard line, and you know it'd be a different story maybe. So who knows? But or, or they could have given it to the league's leading rusher and gotten the one yard they needed for a first down. Yeah, instead of him trying to be a hero and scoring that play. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there was four minutes left. It's not like this was the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right. It sucks that it taints. It was a great game. I mean, yeah. I like it a lot more than the Dallas fans will because we came out on top. But either way, it was a great game, both sides, up until, you know, the last 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just, you know, scouring the Internet after the game, waiting for Ty to come online. And the Yahoo title was something that I texted it to you guys like, Giants denied chance at victory. Dallas. Dallas. Or what did I say? Giants. I didn't sleep much last night. Um, <laughs> Cowboys denied chance to win. Des Bryant catch overturned. Yeah, denied chance to win. Like they packed him on the bus with 10 minutes left or something. <laughs> like, Couldn't that be the headline for every football game ever? Right. Yeah. Like uh, Buccaneers denied chance to win as Patriots score 59 points. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that there's controversial calls, but when it happened live, I saw the ball pop out, and I thought instantly it was going to be over overturned. Yeah, yeah, you had it right. And it seemed like, and I, I guess I didn't watch it closely enough in the replays, but it seemed like the, that uh, referee or the line judge down there threw up his hands like completed catch before the ball popped out. Even it seemed like to me. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. The whole thing was weird. It sucks for Cowboys fans, but. You know what? It doesn't it's the, though, because cowboy fans suck. Like, like I'm happy. I'm fine with it sucking for them. Chris, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Chris Christie is the prototypical cowboy fan. You grew up in New Jersey. Why are you a cowboy fan, even though you have the Jets, Giants, and Eagles like right next to you? Yeah, well, he obviously well, none doesn't. Them, none of them were good when I was growing up, so I, I picked the Cowboys. Like you, you don't get to do that. That's not. That's every cowboy fan in the world is like. Oh, I just you know they were winning when I was when I was growing up, and so I, I like them because I want to be a winner. So he's a he's a front running fat pig, is what he is. And well, he obviously doesn't like his job because how do you get reelected the governor of New Jersey sitting in the box at Cowboys games? Well, he's running for president, so Texas right. has more electoral votes than uh, than New Jersey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure whoever's on the Republican ticket's going to lock. T- yeah. no matter what <laughs> so it's like i don't think you need those too bad what if, man. what if like politicians did that they just uh they just like like oh man i really need like ohio and you just become like the world's biggest browns fan <laughs> <laughs> like create a fake backstory and everything like oh, i've always cheered for them i just something about their uniforms captured my imagination then when i learned about jim brown i was just enthralled by their history and i've been through heartbreak <laughs> and horrors with them through the years but i never cheered never considered cheering for another team i locked it up when they moved to balt or when they moved to uh, baltimore yeah right yeah. i divorced i divorced the nfl for 3 years and then came back yeah <laughs> somebody's doing that right now i'm sure <laughs> Uh, um, well, but yeah, just like purely like no politics or anything, but that's a bullshit move. It, well, it yeah, John Stewart said it the other day about us, like you're the governor of a state who half the fans are Jets fans or half the people are Jets fans, half the people are Giants fans, and you fucking fly off to Texas and sit with the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, like that's yeah. like the biggest fuck you to your state that you represent ever. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't know what that's all about. I don't care if he's a Cowboys fan. You don't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of other things going on, it sounds like, but that's just, yeah, it's a bullshit move. And then he goes, and he wears an orange sweater. Every game. He wore, Every I think he wore that today, too. Yeah. It must be his lucky sweater. Or it might just be the other So one. he looks like an orange because of his shape. <laughs> <laughs> He's very pear-shaped. He's very orange-shaped. <laughs> just, Rob, <laughs> can you imagine, like, after, that, after the game was over you know, Jerry Jones is probably done with him. You know, yeah. And, you got to You got to You got to walk back to fucking New Jersey. I'm not flying roll, in the jet. Somebody roll Christie out of here. I already got my graft, and you know, I got I got my graft from him. He can't help my football team. So I'm, I'm seeing. Gonna... I'm seeing a. Uh, I'm seeing a tearful goodbye at the airport as Jerry Jones pulls the steps up on the plane yeah, and leaves sorry, Christie out on a different it. direction. Man, yeah. you're gonna have to. Leaves they they like dropped him plane. off at the public airport. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure it out yourself, man. You're on your own. Yeah, on your own. Or like, or like a, like a, like yelling at a dog to go away. That's not yours. Like, go away, boy. You gotta go. Run away. 
All right, hey, we got a we got an email here, like a quick email that came since the game finished. Ooh. Sweet. From uh, Mark's boyfriend Jim. <laughs> oh, Good call on the Corliss tweet, yeah, by the yeah. way, Jim. Um, yeah, I was trying to use tweets today. Uh, I'm not comfortable in that format, but I, I tried to put some stuff out there. So um, that's a, the Helby Packers uh, uh, tweet handle, Twitter handle. Um, anyway, uh, subject line TFFT. Evening, guys. Thank fuck for that. I guess that's what the <laughs> means. Right on. I'm watching the Colts game right now, and it feels like when someone is getting an absolute bollocking by the teacher at school, but it's not you, so you can just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I, I, I live in Denver, and Denver fans were assholes to Peyton Manning. Like, it's obvious he's lost some physical skills, and they were booing the shit out of him at the end of the game. Uh, it's like, look, you signed on, like, he's not a Bronco. He's a Colt yeah. for life, and you signed on to have a gunsling, like a hired gun for three years, just like the Vikings did with Favre, and like, you should just appreciate the the deal that you made. Like, you don't get to boo him now. You know, he's a legend, and he deserves a little bit of respect as he declines. Anyway, yeah. that's my I thought there, that was bullshit. Anyway, um, kickoff uh, for the Green Bay game was 6.30 Greenwich Mean Time, and by 7 p.m. I was on the scotch. We have a saying in football, uh, in this case he means soccer, it's a game of two halves, and this really was that. And when Cobb fumbled the kick return, I was walking out. But in Aaron we trust. The guy obviously, the guy was obviously pretty crocked, but controlled the game in the second half. Corliss and Adams were superb on key downs. He just accepted Adams back. Did you see how he did that seamlessly? Yeah. Um, it, It was good to see them use Corliss more this week. They obviously listen to the show. I assume. I, I assume <laughs> they do. Oh yeah, they do. I assume the Des call will get minimal attention on the podcast, as it was a correct call, and the officiating in general started horrifically with some yes. absurd calls, giving Witten an additional yard. Oh yeah, that thing. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, that's when you really start thinking about conspiracy theories, and I've never been a guy. Who thinks like that? Except in the NBA, where they obviously it's all fixed. No, you're not. You sounded like me earlier when you were talking about the refs, because that's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt so vindicated. I'm like, hey, I'm not alone. <laughs> uh, giving Whitney an additional yard and a half is forward momentum. I was with Ty and the other conspiracy theorists. Uh, anyway, looking forward to a good show. If we can do that to Dallas with a crook number twelve, I don't see how we can't have a go at Seattle. Go pack, go. So thanks, thanks, Jim. Yeah, great email. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I fall thinking about Seattle. Is um, uh, we we have a we have at least a puncher's chance, if not more. Seattle hasn't played anybody during this. Like they, everyone's like written this narrative in their head where Seattle's come on strong at the end of the year and won a bunch of games. They haven't played anybody that's any good. Um, Carolina had a losing record this year, remember? And everyone's talking about, you know, how great Cam Newton and James Stewart coming on and their defense has great linebackers. They had a losing record this year. So, um, squeaking by, you know, getting by them. Um, and they're, they almost lost to the Rams. Yeah. Um, they, uh, are not the juggernaut that everyone's 
building them up to be. It'll be difficult playing on the road in, you know, where they are, and they're obviously still a talented team, but they're not, like, I'm sure when the line comes out, if it hasn't, it'll be, like, 11 or 12. And I, that's ridiculous. I think that this is a, you know... I saw seven. Pick them game. I think it's a pick them game, and I think that uh, um, it, it, it's all, it all depends on uh, Aaron Rodgers' health. So... That's what I, think. I yeah I think they said the initial line was seven points to the Seahawks. Uh, personally, for me, I I looked at this game today like it was a Super Bowl because you don't lose to Dallas at Lambeau in the playoffs. Well, <laughs> I just in my mind, I'm totally prepared mentally for them to lose next week. I think they will lose next week. I think they got a shot, you know, just like anybody does. But this game was so much more important to me than the game next week or even the Super Bowl, just because it was Dallas and it was at Lambeau. Um, now we're playing with house money because, you know, with Rogers hobbled, there's a realistic chance that we would have lost the game today. So I think that, I think that they can just go out guns blaze and just see what happens. But Seattle is very fast and very physical and very Adderalled up. So <laughs> we're, we're going to have a tough time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll take I, Russell Wilson out of that. I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're playing with house money just because we've assembled the kind of talent to win in 2010, and uh, the core of that is still around. And so we, like, we need more than one Super Bowl out of this run. We need Aaron Rodgers needs more than one Super Bowl. It has to happen sometime. And so, um, like, I, I, I feel like a little more pressure on, I, I, I get the, the yeah, I, I felt the same way. The difference in my emotional state between winning today and losing today uh, would have been extreme. So, um, I, I totally felt like this was a big game, but I, I think we can do more. And I think we're selling ourselves short ourselves because of all the work we've put in to help <laughs> this team, <laughs> um, to, uh, to, you know, to say that like, it's, it's, you know, just happy to be there in Seattle next week. I mean, I, I think the team is primed to go there and, and win, and they're going to be looking at it that way. So we might as well, as fans, also take that stance. I agree, but I think we need to be, we need the Packers at their best in order to win that game, and clearly Rodgers is not his best. He's still great, and you know what? If he has two halves like he had the second half today, then – I'm totally wrong. I'm just, I guess I'm kind of mentally guarding myself just because Rogers is, is injured. You just don't want to be hurt anymore. <sighs> Mark, you're such a goddamn downer. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Hey, Matt's the one that predicted the Cowboys would win today. Uh, yeah, but Matt's also the guy that when I've gone to games with him, we're having a beer outside the stadium, getting ready to go in, and he's like, oh, oh God, oh, fuck, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Like yeah. Before we get in the stadium. So it's just like, that's just how it is. I've never predicted the Packers to win a game <laughs> ever. <laughs> so my, I don't bet on games the Packers are involved in. I don't, uh, I can do like long-term sort of like generalized things, but every single week that they roll, go out to um, play, I'm like, Oh, Rogers is a sham. He's just been getting by on luck all these years, and no one on the team has any talent. And they're just all oh, of this. Oh, and the other team is so dangerous. They've got so and so and such. So I'm, I kind of shift into that, that mode pretty easily. Uh, but today I just felt like 
it would hurt me so bad personally if the Cowboys won that they must be winning. <laughs> just because, just because it would it would r- ruin my day so much. <laughs> so, um, what about the discount double check commercial with the uh, British guy? Oh, that's great. Ty, have you seen that yet? Uh, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it uh, a little bit during the the game last night, but the reception on the TV wasn't that great, so I didn't see it all. And then I saw it at dinner after the game with Isaiah, and I couldn't hear it, but there's, uh, what's his name, Tom Wigglesworth? Yeah. Is his name, have you seen the video where he comes to Green Bay? Yeah, and, and Rodgers was, like, super nice to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. took well, him on the field and everything, and the poor guy obviously isn't an athlete and tried oh, to throw him football, and Rodgers is like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny, because, and Rodgers is like, he's, he loves. I think he. I think he. You know, he likes that kind of stuff. And there was a when they did the coin toss today, they had a kid come out as the, you know, the guest, the guest uh, uh, captain of the team, uh-huh. and he's standing next to Rogers, and they got it up in the jumbotron, and Roger just kind of looks down at the kid, and the kid's standing there clearly fucking nervous because he's standing out in the middle of the field with all these guys and standing next to Aaron Rodgers, and Roger just looks at him, and he just kind of like puts his hand on his head and like ruffles up his hair a little bit. And the kid's like so nervous, he turns and he kind of try, he like puts his hand up to shake Roger's hand, but Roger's already has his hands back in his little hand warmers. Mm-hmm. And then Roger's kind of looks back at him again, and just after they do the coin toss, he just taps him in the chest twice and walks away. It must be nice to be able to um, have that impact on someone. Like just yeah. that little gesture yeah. is not something he has to do, but it's so simple and little, and it means so much to that kid that you know, yeah. we'll be talking about that for years so he does before every game um him and jordy go down in one corner of the end zone by us and they spin footballs on the ground together and then you know whatever and he turns around there's all these fans or whoever they are that get field passes before the game they're all kind of like crammed in that little corner there and after he does that thing with jordy he walks over and there's always some sort of kid that's with the mac fund or or whatever it might be and he goes up and he he talks to him and he shakes their hand he takes a picture with them and you know, says hi and all that stuff, and then goes. They go back in the locker room before they get introduced. And it's every game he does it. It's pretty. It's really cool. You know, because he always invites these kids that are involved with these different, like the Mac Fund and different things, to come and come down on the field. And he'll invite them on off game, to, like practice days, and they come and have lunch in the, you know, the team cafeteria and all that stuff at Lambeau, and gives them tours and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's and he, he makes a difference in these kids' lives, and it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. He's so dreamy. He's pretty dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I I I would give a for people who aren't familiar with the UFC, the Conor McGregor promos were getting me all pumped up every time one of those came up. The notorious Conor McGregor, he's pretty awesome. So if you're not in the UFC, you might want to check out his action. He's fighting next Saturday on free television. Free. Free television. And there's actually two great fights on that card. Um, one guy that fought last week. Said he wanted he wasn't going to leave Vegas until he got booked on another fight. So he'll fight next week. <laughs> Guess that's one way to do it. He wants to get paid. Um, and then also, uh, there are a whole bunch of Backstrom um, ads to the point where I don't know what we're going to talk about on the podcast when we do it because they've covered a lot of uh, scenes. It seems like. Yeah, is that is that the one with uh... Rain Wilson? Yeah, yeah Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be doing the a Bjork Brothers podcast of that starting 
whenever it starts, January 22nd or whatever. Cool. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, go to BjorkBrothers.com um, or the uh, corresponding Facebook page or iTunes. Um, oh, which reminds me, I have to make the thing for iTunes. Anyway, anywho. Um, all right, final thoughts. Mark, you get to go first again. <sighs> well, I didn't prepare anything. I've never prepared anything for any of this. <laughs> I know. I'm so like, I don't I'm know like, why that would be surprising. Yeah, geez, I'm shocked. Well, last week you had that yeah. long monologue. That usually, you... yeah, usually you prepare ahead of time and are always on time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, the first half I was just terrified. And I really thought, why is Rogers even out there? Because he was just missing people so bad and he was just handing it off four yards deeper than uh, – yeah, can't even think of our backup quarterback's name right now. Uh, Matt, Matt, what's Flynn. his name? Matt Flynn. I was going to say Matt Ryan. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt Flynn would have, but he just turned it on, man. He was magic in the second half. It was great to see the emergence of uh, Devonte Adams. Big touchdown to Corliss. Even bigger to the r- rookie Richard Rogers. Um, the offensive line played awesome. And I'm glad that we came out with the win so I don't have to complain about the officiating forever. It was really, really bad. Uh, actually, at the end of the game, did you – I don't know if it was on TV or radio, but Rogers said something about, well, it was a really well-officiated game. <laughs> he actually said that. And I'm like, who says that? That's awesome. <laughs> you know? I think it's just when you want to kiss, kiss ass. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right, Ty, f- final thoughts? Same thing, nervous the first half. Second half was awesome. Uh, it was great to be there and uh, great to take Isaiah to the game. And it was, it, was, it was good. Next week makes me nervous, but, you know, I was nervous for the Patriots game too. We but, pulled but that. Hey, you know, like if you want to be the best, you got to play against the best, right? Like right. You, don't, you don't get to go to the Super Bowl unless you play good teams. So. Right. At that and the fact that I'm, and then I start worrying about how I'm going to buy my tickets to Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> um, so, jeez. Uh, um, you just blew the thought that I had in my head right, right out of there. <laughs> um, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix. Um, yeah, so first half, I think I tweeted, he looks like a giraffe on stilts. Yes, it, it's a little awkward watching this, but then uh, you know they they let it rip, and so it's good. And I I I think the team can is has really gelled. I think they got a lot of confidence from this game. Um, in the past, there have been some losses at Lambeau, um, and they uh, uh, you know that had to be lingering kind of in the back of their mind. Um, so I'm glad they had this this and the 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 confidence that comes from this wind, this win. Um, gosh, I'm, I have the game on right now. Tremont Williams is just not. Oh, that missed tackle. Not, Terrible. Not an elite cornerback anymore. No. Uh, and my also, and then for those of you who um, watched uh, this on um, Fox, which is the majority, I assume. Um, I I'm so glad that I don't have to listen. They only do this against the Cowboys, but Buck and Aikman like are so in love with the Cowboys. Everything is just slanted towards 
the the Cowboys view. Like they kept talking about that stupid fucking non catch as a catch forever. What a play by Des Bryant. That's really just an incredible play and blah 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 blah. And then they kept calling back to it like it was so important. While the Packers were making incredible plays moving down the field in the opposite direction. In the Normally, mid, in yeah. The middle of the, in the middle of the game, there is one thing where, um, uh, and first of all, there is at least one play where Tony Romo just chucked it up, and in years past, it would have been an interception, but somehow it was a completion this time, you know. Um, but there is one where Julius Peppers was coming, jumping, trying to block the pass, and coming right down on Romo, and they had a great picture of Romo throwing it, and his eyes were closed. <laughs> and it landed harmlessly in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Aikman's like, look at that guy. He can just do it. That's how you do it when you're that great. Like, <laughs> you Close your eyes, man. You close your eyes and throw it to no one. And like, how does that deserve a compliment? So right. like, every little thing is, is so frustrating. Like, normally I don't mind them, but against the Cowboys, because Aikman was obviously a – uh, a cowboy and Buck is a sycophant. Like they, I can't stand them. But I think they'll be a little more even-headed um, for the Seahawks next week. Assuming it's on Fox, it's either on Fox or NBC. I don't know. Probably I Fox. usually like I usually like Aikman and Buck, except for when Aikman always says Green Bay, <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> like, come on, man. But you're right; they were nauseating today. Yeah, and and even that. That Des Bryant catch when they were showing the replays, they never kept. Sh- they kept not showing the part where the ball f- pops out of his hands. Yeah, they would just say, one, like one yeah. foot, two foot, three feet. He has control. I don't understand." Yeah, it's like you're not showing the whole thing here, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm totally on the same page as you, dude. A lot of people hate Aikman and Buck around here. I'm not one of them, but today was bad. Yeah. Today was bad. So, on to the, uh, Se- on to Seattle. I, the, I I love Russell Wilson unconditionally, but he is the enemy now. And uh, now, and uh, oh, I'm getting some weird reverb there. But anyway, um, uh, I think we have I think we have a good chance at winning this. I don't think we're really an underdog at all. I think we have an experienced, confident team with a lot of talent and. Seattle's riding high right now, perhaps a little bit of overconfidence, um, given how successful they've been lately, and I think we can go in there and win it. I mean, when we in the 90s, when we went to our second Super Bowl, we won in San Francisco, you know, yeah. against Steve Young, and, uh, uh, you know, that's how we got that, that NFC Championship game, so I think we can do it again, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they'll have to work on their hand signals or whatever because of how loud it is but it's still you know football's the same size it won't be as cold so maybe Aaron will feel a little better but anyway I'm, I'm just nervous about Marshawn Lynch really yeah yeah if they I mean but I mean we went against the league's number one rusher today and he, he ran the ball 25 times and yeah, it's true. he absorbed it so um, Dom Capers I mean he doesn't play defense the way that maybe you do on Madden. <laughs> I know? never played Madden for the record. <laughs> really? God, Ever. You're such a... You're There's too many buttons. Like, There's too many buttons. You're, it's, it's like you're Amish. Um, no, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is where I quit video games. 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because I figured it's not going to get any better than this. That was. So, I think yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite games of all time. What's what was cool is like three and four and five, they kept having hidden levels which were the from pre the previous one. Yeah, yeah, but they're you know in higher definition and everything. So um, you got to play the same levels but with new tricks and everything. So that game got really good. It kept getting better and better, and then it just stopped being good. Yeah. And they they invented like they introduced a board a, a board that you had to ride. Oh yeah, I actually remember that. I, I remember seeing it. I just it, Bob Bernquist on Tony Hawk. Break your arm in your living room. Yeah, <laughs> but am I right? Is Bob Bernquist like the shit in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two or yeah. what? I mean, yeah, yeah he's pretty that was awesome. So fun. He's like Bob, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good. <laughs> I really hey, appreciate uh, the body we work. Yeah, Ty? The Detroit Lions put a tweet out. Oh, that was awesome. And it said, sorry at Dallas Cowboys. We know the feeling. Hashtag completing the process. And it has a picture of Calvin Johnson's catch. Yeah. <laughs> completing the process. Yeah, so that kind of comes full circle for them because they call it the Calvin Johnson rule. And uh, they got hosed on a call last week when the Cowboys got lucky. And now did. the Cowboys think they got hosed. Tony Dungy has the best tweet on the whole thing. Really? Did you see it? He said something to the effect that 99% of you think that that should have been a catch, and I would agree with you. I'm one of them. But they've been calling this consistently for the last five years. It's yeah. not a catch. Yeah. 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 Plain I mean, that, and simple. That was uh, what uh, – what's his name on the NFL Network was saying, too? It's like, nope, it was weird. It was – God, who was it? His name is escaping me, but he was saying there was some blonde girl, and she just wanted to hype it up like, "This is where the game changed. This was like the, you know, this is uh, like an, like it was an end of game sort of all or nothing situation, and like this is what everyone's talking about. It's like, no, chick, this is what you're talking about. And Jamie Dukes was opposite her, and he's like. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, but they've always called this. This has always been the way it's been. Like, you have to know that. Like, I, that's it. It's not a story. But she, yeah. kept, she kept trying to pump it up at every commercial break. So they showed that stupid play a hundred times, and they showed Rodgers' pass to Rodgers like two or three times. And all the other great plays that the Packers made just kind of went under the radar, I guess. They weren't important because... Des Bryant. And then Des Bryant, of course, like so obviously and so predictably takes off his helmet and runs on the field and doesn't get a penalty called on him. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. That's enough bitching and moaning uh, for the superior team that won today. And uh, for, uh, you know, Packer Nation is going back to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 2010. Um, second time in the Rodgers era that we're going to the NFC Championship game. Um, uh, I, it's, I think it's just good for Rodgers to have another playoff win because I think outside of the, the Super Bowl run, he only had one playoff win, and it was against um, uh, the Vikings when they were really, really bad, if you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was good to go against a good team and get a good win at home, and um, I'm – I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic for next week. So I just hope that I don't – we're going skiing on uh, Saturday perhaps, and I just – and we're coming back Sunday morning. So I'm just hoping that there's not uh, 
a, a blizzard and we're stuck on I-70 during the game. <laughs> okay. Did they announce the game time yet? Yeah. Two. Twenty? Uh, uh, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah two twenty our time. Yeah. Two twenty. Okay. Yeah, one twenty for me. So. Oh, interesting. Ty, what did Ty? What did you eat today? I heard beer and peanuts at one point. <clears throat> there were it. there were beer, there were peanuts, uh, and then we went out. We didn't eat during the game. We went out afterwards, uh, and got uh, we got some wings, and uh, Isaiah got this crazy burger with bacon and mushrooms and all this other stuff on it, and then I got a, I got a, a nice steak sandwich from Anduzzi's. Steak sandwich and a steak sandwich? Steak sandwich and a Bloody Mary steak sandwich. <laughs> I'll have a hamburger, and I'll have a cheeseburger. <laughs> You'll have nothing unlike it. Um, <laughs> uh, and doozies. Yeah, that's a nice quiet place to sit with your son and eat. Well, no, they have... They have, <laughs> they have a, they, they, they've now got like, like five of them between Appleton and Green Bay. And so there's actually one right by Isaiah's house that is a lot more low key. It's not anywhere near the stadium at all. It's way out oh, in the suburbs. Okay. So uh, okay. we went there. We didn't go to the one by the stadium. Heck no. Um, we got in the car, took off, and went out there. And I mean, it was there was a lot of people in there watching the game and stuff that was going on the, the Denver game. But uh, we had a table, and it was it was actually it was it was nice. So it was civilized. And, uh, it was civilized, and we got to watch the game and age and everything. appropriate. Yeah, and they, and actually, that's the place that they go after all his home swim meets. Is they go they have they take the team out and they go to go to dinner there okay cool all right that's all right then yes um, i'm kind of glad that you didn't go for the big game burger couldn't find it and to me like if i'm gonna get that thing and i asked isaiah about it because he had seen it I'm like do you want to split it with me because there's no way i'm gonna be able to eat this whole thing and he looked at me and he just goes no no it seems like a giant mess <laughs> yeah and and a giant mess that they give you on a in, in, on some sort of plate or or basket of some sort to take back to your seat in twenty eight degree weather and try to eat. Yeah, like you need. Like to I want a table down. and yeah. lots of napkins and knives and forks and implements of destruction to be able to eat this thing yeah. if I'm going to try to. Yeah. But I couldn't find it either. They so. were really getting into it on the NFL Network pregame yeah. show, and the the two reporters that were in the lobby there right before the game got one. Yeah, and they were like eating it simultaneously. Yeah, um, and I I didn't want to spend an entire quarter of the game trying to find one either. That was no, it. I had like some chicken wings right before the game started, and I'm still full. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's we've wandered astray again. Yes. That's, uh, that's what we <laughs> all do. right. So if you uh, want to send us an email, um, uh, other than people other than Jim can send us emails. It's cool. I'll get them. But, but thank you, Jim, for participating yeah it's hellbypackers at gmail.com uh we're also on facebook and twitter and we have a website all hellbypackers hellbypackers.com blah 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 blah. so uh we post stuff up there uh pictures uh and uh things that strike our fancy um and uh that's it we're going to the fc championship game that's huge so um, I would call this a successful season so far, and uh, looking forward to more wins. And it's not our last podcast, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Yes. We're gonna have to do this every year now because we went to the NFC Championship game. Oh yeah, can you imagine if we if we win the Super Bowl this year, we'll have to do this until we die. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I can think of worse things. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. Good talking to you. Adios. Have a good night, guys. See you. Are you ready? All right.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.